have been with us for a long time even from the beginning and we cannot say thank you enough and I know a lot of you have been asking a lot lately how do you make your own podcast well it's simple I use anchor Anchor anchor.fm which is the website or there is an app or you can go on your computer whatever you want to do it's the easiest way Um, it is run through Spotify so that is one of the first uh, platforms that you'll be able to distribute your podcast out onto and there's lots of different it'll stream to at least I think 10 different platforms or more um, I'm going to give you a quick rundown about how it works anchor lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer so no matter where your setup is like you can start creating today today and tell me what your podcast name is because you know I'm gonna listen Then you can distribute your podcast to the most popular listening platforms, including Spotify with a single tap. Anchor is also the place you can publish video podcasts to Spotify. I know a lot of you have been asking for video. Don't worry, I'm working on it. With Anchor, creators can earn money, yes, yes, you heard that right, in a variety of ways, including ads like this one and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. That's what sold me even though it didn't have to sell me because it's free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Happy listening. Are you ready for part two of this craziness? We'll be a three-parter. We'll see how far we get into this craziness. So hopefully this one won't be as crazily edited. <laughs> Facts. It's, I mean, not that you noticed, but yeah. Know. Hopefully it's um. <laughs> yeah, you know, it was just a wild uh, first parter for this. So um, just to give a small recap, we're talking about gross, nasty Fred West, and man, uh, Sean hasn't looked up a picture. Well, at this point, she probably has, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's got—he's just a creepy-looking, nasty. Ugh, he's gross-looking, and then Rosemary just matches his character. D- yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Rosemary looks like delightful, but she's obviously terrible. Fuck um, that girl, I don't like Charmaine, her um, the his stepdaughter, his ex-wife, well, wife who he ends up killing, or well, I guess I can't say that yet because it hasn't been proven. And then Anne McFall. So we've had three deaths so far. Isn't he nasty? Mm-hmm. He's just so a, nasty. He's just a... Um, yeah, not a whole lot to catch up on, too, since we're doing um, two parts, and we always like to record our parts all together. That way it doesn't sound all wishy-washy and right. messy, and we try to stay on flow, you know? Or when we babble, we try to jump right back into where we were. Where so. we were. <laughs> so, yeah, we're going to jump right into it. But, yeah, um, we were talking a little bit about Rose and they, how she's, like, straight. She's 18, young. Um, their sexual life is getting a little more intense mm-hmm. and, they're, and they're they're in a new house and they're um, they have people who are coming to stay in their house to help make ends meet and everything so and they're making ends all ends while making meet. private parts meet, meet and touch and gross yeah and Rose is starting to show more of her dark side especially because mm-hmm. she's um, essentially the one uh, who ends up killing Charmaine because 
he was very much in jail at that point. So mm -hmm. we don't know whether he called her to do it. But regardless, she did it. So yeah. there's no. If he was like, okay, this is how you're going to go about mm -hmm. doing it. Let's get rid of her. Blah, blah, blah. Or, hey, twinsies, we both are murderers. Oh, oh my God. And then it, it makes me think of the show You. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God, we're in love. <laughs> yeah. Can't wait for that new season. Just Ooh, like, Vince just read the book. So the, the most recent book by the author. Anyway. Awesome. So now we're going to dive back into this. Um, Here we so go, we had, guys. We talked about... Um, you hear me crunching? It's because I'm stress eating, not just about what has gone on in our own lives this evening, but this fucking story. <laughs> this is just kind of whirlwind of emotions for both of us yes. with our children getting hurt all in the same time. This is a, this, <laughs> These parts are a week apart. I know usually when we do multi-parters, we try to keep them in the same week, but... Not happening this one, um, sorry. This time... This is a Tuesday for you guys. This is a Tuesday, <laughs> especially because now my nephew will officially be graduating yep. from high school and sad adult things, yep. um, but we're not going to talk about that because I've cried enough. Yep. So, let's get back into it. Um, we had just talked about, you know, I'm just going to trigger... I'll, if something's real graphic, I'll trigger warning as I should. But we had talked about how they end up had started a collection of videos talking about bestiality and uh, graphic child abuse. Porn. So, we're going right. to get more into... Rose was um, completely in control of their finances. Um, Fred would basically get paid and he'd give it to her. Um, the room Rose used for her prostitution, if you guys remember from the first part, she was using one of the upstairs bedrooms to either have suitors come over or she was engaging in relations with the people who would rent the rooms in their house. Yeah. So it, this room ends up getting dubbed as Rose's room and had several <laughs> hidden peepholes following, or following, allowing Fred to watch her because that, uh, he's been that way since he was young. He liked watching mm. people encounter... Yep, yep, yep. Yep. Okay. That's one of his Gross. nasty fetishes. Mm -hmm. um, he also installed a baby monitor in the room so he could listen from anywhere else in the house. Um, the room included a private bar, a red light outside the door. A private bar. I'm sorry. A, uh -huh. <laughs> and a red light outside the door would okay. um, warned when Rose was not to be disturbed. So that's kind of like the what is it? They put the tie on the door in mm -hmm. colleges or whatever mm -hmm. when their roommates are getting it on. And then the red light specials. There you also okay. okay. All right. Um, Rose carried the sole key to this room around her neck, and so, so he, they oddly had a trust between each other. I mean, yeah, he's like, here, you take care of the finances. I know you're boinking these people, and but as long as I get to come watch and get my jollies off, I'm yeah, fine. Um, yeah, so they, the room in, oh no, um, Fred ended up installing a separate doorbell to the household, which Rose's clients were instructed to ring whenever they visited the household, and the money earned from her prostitution was spent on home improvements. Oh, hey, a weird nice. dyna dynamic that works for them. It's Ooh, just these are my tips. so gross. <laughs> so by 1977, Rose's father had come to tolerate his daughter's marriage. Because remember, he was the one who um, abused her. Because <laughs> he also didn't know what else was going on. Good God. she was a child. Still a child. Um, is she? Or is she an 18-year-old? Well, well, she's 18. But I'm, I know. I hear In you. In my and head, I feel 18 like... Everyone You're who's... Sorry, yeah. Yeah. No, I... Yes. So he... Um, her dad develops this grudging respect for Fred, unfortunately, because apparently he's not going anywhere. So um, the two ended up opening a cafe, and they called it the Green Lantern. I'm like, okay. Misty, right. stop well, sniffing. Um, which was soon um, insolvent, which they were unable to pay any debts that were owed. 
kind of so, like <laughs> Ryan Reynolds movie. I apologize. All right. <laughs> I mean, I think Ryan Reynolds agrees so, with that too. <laughs> right. Definitely not, not quite as profitable as one had hoped. <laughs> Apparently Sorry. the Green Lantern name has just been cursed since 1977. <laughs> that. So when Bill Letts discovered Rose's prostitution, um, that's her dad, he'd visit, he would also visit so he could have sex with his daughter. Because you know casual oh my god deja vu fuck you dude so by 1983 she had given birth to eight children what at least three of them who were conceived by clients and that's kind of crazy considering fred was one of eight um fred willingly accepted these children as his own and falsely informed them that the reason their skin was darker than their other siblings was because their great-grandmother was a black woman so okay. apparently she, well, I know Indian was one of the ones that we talked about in part mm-hmm. one was one of her frequent visitors, but apparently just any and all races were welcome and whatever she conceived, she conceived. I'm like, I'm sitting here pregnant with my second child, eight, eight human beings. No, thank you. Ooh. I'm considering yeah, maybe yeah. one more after this she, and that's it. Huh? Nothing. Yeah, she just, she get bonking her head. Um, so yeah. Um, so now... Yeah, so when each of the West children reached the age of seven, they were given house chores to do in the house. Of course, I'm fine. Daily chores to do in the house. Um, they weren't allowed to socialize outside of their house perimeters unless... Are they all girls? Were present. Um, no. Okay. But we're going to talk about a couple of them here. Okay. Um, they... So if they went outside without their parents, they'd get really... In- get in a lot of trouble mostly mostly physical abuse would be given to them being the penalty for not conforming to the household rules so that doesn't really surprise me that fred um would get upset that they'd go out and try to make other friends because when he grew up it was just him and his siblings yeah that's all he could have be friends with so um the cheer the children i'm fine children children feared um being the recipients of violence from their parents, the vast majority inflicted by Rose, occasionally by Fred. So, Rose is She is more, just a deep man. She's pretty fucking awful. Mm-hmm. With a beautiful name like Rose, she is not. She's the fucking She's thorn. the thorn. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. And we're on the same page. Mm-hmm. Oh, careful, Arlo. Oh, what the shit. Good job. The Thanks, violence buddy. was sometimes irrational, indiscreet, or just inflicted for her gratification. Um, she took good... She did... She took cra- Oh my gosh, she took great care not to mark the children's faces or hands in these assaults. Okay, that's fine. Yes, I see him. Heather, um, then her younger brother, who was born, his name was Steve. Born in uh, 1973, his name was Stephen. They both ran away from home, but they ended up returning, or both were returned after several weeks of alternatively sleeping. Um, out in the open or just staying with friends and then they were of course severely beaten when they returned home so between 1972 and 1992 so over the course of 20 years um the children were admitted to um the hospital 31 times the injuries were explained as accidents but was never reported to social services so um there was one occasion that was mentioned oh my lord um, Stephen was mopping the kitchen floor with a cloth, and Rose accidentally stepped into the bowl of water he had been using. In response to her mistake, just because he was doing what he was told, she hit him over the head with the bowl and then kicked him in the head and chest as she shouted, You did that on purpose, you little swine. 
On another occasion, she became furious about a missing kitchen utensil, grabbed a knife she had been using to cut a slab of meat, and then put scour marks to May's chest, because remember they had a daughter named May June. Um, Is she trying to claim CTE too? I don't know. Until her rib cage was covered with light knife wounds. All the while, May screamed, no mom, no mom, as Stephen and Heather stood by, helplessly sobbing. (laughs) Um... Even Fred became the recipient of Rose's violence on some occasions. In August of 1974, Rose chased after him with a carving knife in her hand. Fred was able to slam the door shut of the room he had ran into as Rose lunged at him, resulting in the knife embedding itself in the door and three of Rose's fingers sliding down the blade. Ah! Almost severing them from her hand. In response, she calmly wrapped her hand in a towel and said, Look what you done, fella. You gotta take me to the hospital now. She's a sociopath. Sociopathic. Yes. Sadistic. Freaking psychopath. Yes. That would be psycho, not sociopath. I don't know. She's a path of some sort. (laughs) It's a path you don't want to... That's a rose bush you don't want to get into. Mm -hmm. Like, ugh. So. um, Yeah, that's psychopath. Yeah. Yeah, you were right. I was... was, So, yeah, that happened in 1974. Okay. So there was. Um, I hate that the emergency room didn't start recognizing these that these kids kept coming in over and over with, and and never was reported. Uh, that just irks me. Okay, keep going. Right, I'm sorry. So we're going to get into. So we're going to backtrack a little bit, a couple years. Okay. Because we're going to get into um, a little bit about different people that were that came into the home and. Um, then we're going to get... So this is going to talk about sexual assault. And then we're going to get into some murders. More murders. Because remember, three people are dead so far. Um, so we're going to talk about... Uh, we're going to go back to 1972, September. Um, Anna Marie was eight years old at this point. Um, uh, her parents ended up leading her, I guess, down into their cellar. She was ordered to undress where Rose tore her dress from her body. And then um, the child, you know, Anna Marie, of course, hesitated. She was then stripped naked, bound to a mattress, and gagged before her own father raped her. Um, With Rose's active encouragement after she was raped, Rose followed Anna Marie to the bathroom, laughing as she observed Anna Anna Marie trying to, struggling to walk. I don't like this. She handed her a sanitary towel and explained to the child, I'm sorry, everybody does it to every girl. It's a father's job. What? Cute. I know. Yeah, I know. Okay. It's a father's job. Don't worry and don't say anything to anybody. Making clear these sexual assaults would continue. Frozen Rose. Fred and Rose threatened the children with severe beatings if she ever received... Received word she had divulged the sexual abuse she endured at their hands. I just, like, that's when you're, like, So, on top of that, Rose occasionally sexually abused Anna herself. Because Rose isn't her mom. Because that was the, the Anna Marie was uh, Raina's daughter. But Rose had had the same stuff happen to her by her own dad. And I'm sure she didn't like it. So how, she's just, she's just a monster. They're both monsters. They're just gross, gross monsters. Yeah, because like Um, saying that, she took extreme gratification in degrading her with acts such as binding her to various items of furniture before encouraging Fred to rape his daughter. 
forcing her to perform household chores while wearing sexual devices in a mini skirt. From the age of 13, um, her parents forced her to prostitute herself within the household with her clients being informed Anne Marie was 16, not 13. Um, Rose was always present in the room when these acts happened to ensure Anna didn't reveal her true age. On one one occasion, um, she was either 13 or 14, Rose took her to a local pub saying she'd drink several glasses of wine. Um, hours later, Fred arrived at the pub to collect the girls, or, well, Rose and Anna Marie. I don't like saying Rose as a girl. She's just a monster. Once they left the premises, Anna Marie was bundled into her father's van and beaten by Rose, who asked her, do you think you could be my friend, before she was sexually abused by her father and stepmother. Oh, my gosh. So just, just a, wow, just what a mental... Oh. Just breaking her at yep. 13 years old. Just mentally breaking her into a million pieces. I miss you, Oh, I know. I miss Sheba too, babe. Okay, so now we're going to... Um, so that was in September. Now we're going to go to October. The West ended up hiring a girl named Caroline Owens. She was 17 years old, and she was going to be the nanny. They picked her up one night on a secluded country road because she was hitchhiking from Tewksbury. I think that's how you say it, and if not, I like saying Tewksbury, from, um, to her home, um, because she had been visiting her boyfriend. They learned that Owens didn't like her stepdad and was looking for a job, so they ended up offering her the part-time job as the nanny to the three kids in the house, with a promise she would be driven home each Tuesday. Several days later, she ends up moving into the, the house on 25 Cromwell Street, sharing a room with Anna Marie, who Owens noted was very withdrawn, well, I mean... (sighs) After everything we just learned over the course of that month. Um, so, um, yeah. so um, Rose explained to, uh, what was her name? Caroline, sorry. It says Owens, and I don't like to say their last name. Explained to her that she worked as a masseuse when the younger woman inquired about the steady stream of men visiting her. According to Caroline, Fred also said he was a skilled abortionist. Oh, wow. Who Here was available should she ever need such a service. Oh, how disgusting. Wow. Owens right. noted that Fred talked about um, sex incessantly. Her suspicions as to his sexual overtones were further heightened when he boasted about the many women he claimed to have performed abortions upon were so overjoyed they would offer him sexual services as a reward. So she ended up... Um, became the recipient, or Caroline did, of their sexual advances. She announced her intentions to leave the house and return to her own home. So she ended up hitchhiking along the A40 between Cinderford and Tewksbury. They formulated a plan to abduct her. Wow. Uh, Fred admitted later that specific intent of this abduction was to rape and likely murder her. But his initial incentive was to determine whether his wife would be willing to assist him in an abduction. So on December 6, 1972, the couple lured Owens into their vehicle with an apology for their conduct and the offer to take her home. So she believed that they were sincere in their apologies and obliged, and she was mis- that she had been simply mistaken with their early intentions. Rose rode with her in the back seat with the explanation she wanted a girl's chat as Fred drove. Ew. So, yeah, it's going to get grosser. There we go. Warning. This is, I mean, this whole thing's a warning. Rose began to fondle her as Fred questioned whether she had sex with her boyfriend that evening. When Mm. Owens began to protest, Fred stopped the car, referred to Caroline as a bitch, and punched her into unconsciousness before he and Rose bound and gagged her with a scarf and duct tape. Gross. 
So in her subsequent our subsequent statement to police, Owen stated that um, she was she had been drugged by with a cup of tea, then again gagged and subjected to prolonged um, sexual assault from Fred and Rose at one stage. Um, okay, this is going to get a little graphic. Fred remarked that her clitoris was unusual, then lashed her, oh my god, lashed her genitals with a leather belt. Oh when she gosh. screamed, Rose again smothered her with a pillow and further restrained her around her neck and then started performing cunnilingus on her. Wow. Quickly realizing oh. the gravity of her situation, she seized resisting their sexual assaults and just finally just, like, gave in. Oh my gosh. I couldn't eat. She's 17. 17. Ooh. That's still a baby. Yep. Oh, God, this is going to make me cry. Yep. Whew. Okay. As I'm eating salt and vinegar chips. Yep. This is how I deal with my emotions. This we one, can't guys. cry. We're going to eat. I'm going to it. I'm going to gain 53 pounds this, this fucking episode. Okay. Uh, this will be 54. Okay. So 50. 50. We're going to 500. But we started pounds. at 53. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna gain 107 pounds because we're gonna just combine them together. <laughs> I just only need to push. What? I just only need to push. Oh, okay. I'll move it then. <laughs> okay. Yeah, get um, on the short, table. Okay. Get out there. So, our, no, I'm oh. making a mess. Okay. So the following morning, um, having noted Caroline screaming when one of his children mm-hmm. had knocked on the door of the room in which she was restrained, no. Fred threatened that oh, he and his wife room. would keep her locked in the cellar and allow his. Oh uh, God. Uh, black friends to come and abuse her. Wow. And that when they finished, he would bury her body beneath the paving stones of Gloucester. Fred then claimed he had killed hundreds of young girls. I don't know how factual that is at this point in time, but who knows? Adding that Caroline had primarily been brought to the house for Rose's pleasure, not even to be a nanny. Yeah, Um, well... It's uh, yeah. They're they're absolute grossly sadistic. Oh my god! And then they have the audacity to ask her if she would consider returning to work as their nanny. They just calmly asked her after all that. Oh, we're gonna have all of these because this is a Tuesday for them. (laughs) No pun that because we (laughs) we always say it's always a Tuesday. (laughs) God, seeing her escape avenue, she agreed and vacuumed the house to indicate her belief in becoming extended member of the family. Um, later that day, she ex- ex- um, escaped from a, a laundromat. It says laundrette, so I'm assuming that's what that means. I'm assuming. I don't okay. know. I know words are different in England. They are here. Please don't hate me. She and Rose had entered and she and had entered and returned home. Although initially ashamed to um, divulge to her mom what had happened to her when her mother noted the welts, bruises, and the exposed tissue on her body like her cuts were that bad she burst into tears and told her mom everything that happened they of course took everything to the police and the west were arrested and charged with assault indecent assault and active actual bodily harm and rape good case was tried at gloucester magistrate's court on january 12 1973 but by this date Carolyn had decided she could not face the ordeal of testifying in court. All charges pertaining to her, her sexual abuse were dropped, and they agreed to plead guilty to reduce charges of indecent assault and causing bodily harm. They were each fined 50 pounds and were allowed to walk free from court. When she heard this news, um, Caroline ended up attempting suicide. I don't uh, think she completed suicide, but right. she attempted. Oh, I mean, I can't babble time. There was uh, a to, to, to have to, like, I, I can only symp- empathize, sympathize right. how tough it would be to look at your 
um, abuser. Yeah, plural. In the face. In the face. But to just not even want to say anything at all. But, like, I, uh, I think of a case... What was it? Oh, man. I can't think now. But I wish you did. Oh, it was... I wish, I wish you would. I wish... I wish... I don't remember if it's... I don't know. It was a mom, and she ends up killing one of her kids, and then two... One of her son gets paralyzed, and then her daughter walks away with her injuries. But for the longest time, when she was in therapy... They were like, write down who did this to you, and then we'll burn it in the fireplace. And the therapist didn't look at it, so the person, and finally the little girl came forward and was like, my mom did this to me. Oh, my Lord. But I'm like, why couldn't they have done something like that with her? Mm-hmm. Like, okay, well, if you can't face them in court, then let's, we'll like, let's get a, record yeah. it. Or I don't know what they had in the 70s. They would, or, have, had vi- they would have been yeah, able to, yeah, to crappy record video yeah. stuff, but yeah. That just uh, sucks. I, and and I mean, you have to be tough, but like, <clears throat> I just because I can't imagine the guilt you would feel afterward too. It, 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 I mean, she could she tried to commit suicide too. Right. So like, who I don't know. I I just I, there's got to be another way yeah. because like, especially for children. What's even worse is that like if she would have been able to come forward on this, they probably would have ended up in prison for a, a lengthy amount of time. True. Because now we're going to move 3 months forward after this trial okay. and they're going to complete their first right, here we go. first known murder because they've already killed 3 people but they've gotten away with those right. at this time, you know. I just want to I'm sorry. I just want to say that again, we'll we'll come back. We're going to go to three more murders, but like because there are cases where people get away with raping and molesting children, yeah, and the only way they're going to be prosecuted is for these children to take the stand or whatever. Yeah. Awful. I feel there needs to be a way. I know this girl was 17. Yeah. But. Even so, it's so traumatic. You know, there needs to be a way where let's do this on tape. Yeah. And granted, I know this was in the 70s, or but her. nowadays. Let's do this where we do the testimony like on tape. Zoom is a thing. And we'll we'll do that. Exactly. So these kids don't have to relive it yet again on trial or during the trial They're going to relive it, it but they don't need to relive it looking in the face of the people who you did know, this to like, them. But, but they, these per- people need to be convicted of these crimes to these children yep. as well or, or whatever the situation or have them may be. on a Zoom where they're listening but the TV is facing away from the kids so they can't even see them. I, there's, other, yeah. there's various ways to where they don't have to look at them. Yeah. Just, technology can be a beautiful there's thing. There's got to be. There's, we got to figure out a way for... For people to get into trouble for what they're for these rapes that they do to children, it's just mm. not good. All right, let's continue. Okay, so, um, so I said three months later, um, they end up meeting a girl, Linda. I'm gonna guess Go G O U G H Gal. Okay. Goff. I don't know. How do you think you're gonna say it throughout the episode? It's Linda. Okay. Nineteen years old. <laughs> That one I can look at and be like, okay, that's Linda. From um, they um, were acquainted with her through a male lodger that stayed with them in early 1973. She regularly visited the house and um, engaged in affairs with two male lodgers. Whenever live your life, Linda. How old was she? Do we know? Nineteen. Okay. On April 19th, she moved into the home um, on Cromwell Street. On or around April 20th, so the next day, other tenants were told that she had been told to leave the house after she hit one of the kids. This story was repeated to um, her mm-hmm. mother when mm-hmm. she contacted the West Inquirer about her daughter's whereabouts. So her... Okay. Oof. Okay. Uh, yeah, this is going to get... 
Oh, sad. Yeah, I know. When um, her body was found, it was found dismembered. The jaw was completely wrapped in adhesive and surgical tape to silence her scream. And two small tubes had been likely inserted into her nasal cavities to allow her to breathe. Holy. Long sections of string and knotted fabric were also discovered with her remains. It was um, likely... She had likely been suspended from holes carved into wooden beams supporting the ceiling of the cellar that Fred had um, uh, devised for the purpose of suspending his victim's bodies, and likely she either died of strangulation or suffocation. Her body was, um, was missing five cervical vertebrae, and um, a number of phalange bones were, just, were buried in an inspection pit beneath the garage. Do you talk about evil in flesh? And it's two of them. These yeah. two found each other, this, and they're this truly evil covered in skin. They, um, it gives me a lot of, I don't know if you've ever listened to the Toy Box Killer, uh, David Parker Ray, and his mm-hmm. girlfriend, Cinda Hinde. They, this has a lot of correlation to, like, there's very, there's some very similar stories to this, and it's, it's just uh. fucking disturbing. That's, that's a fucked up case. Um... Not that this isn't, because this right, is absolutely right. disgusting. Um, from later investigations uh, in police, police and forensic ex- experts concluded all the victims that were found in their cellar had been murdered in this location, and that, like Linda, each had been dismembered at this location. Um, five victims were murdered and buried in the cellar on Cromwell Street between November... Th- so how were they found out? How... how- We'll get to okay. when they're discovered. Okay, this is I'm just sorry. getting into detail about the victims that they um, we have at this time. Okay. It was between November of 1973 and April of 1975, so uh, like a year and a half. Okay. Um, the first of these victims was 15-year-old Carol Ann Cooper. She was abducted on November 10th, 1973. She had lived in the Pines Children's Home in Worcester and was abducted after spending the evening at the cinema with her boyfriend. Excuse me, Mama. Yes, baby. Piling for butter. Good, I'm glad, honey. Yay! I bet Zabreeze is feeling better, too. <laughs> she's she's, gonna, she's snuggling with her daddy. She's snuggling with Uncle D. Yeah. No, with Ethan? No, not with Ethan. Ethan doesn't want to snuggle with sister. <laughs> um, she had been waiting for a bus in Warnden when she vanished and was likely dragged into Fred's car. Her face was bound with the surgical tape, and her arms were bound with braiding cloth. Um, and she was driven to Cromwell Street, at the or at the West address. Uh, Cooper w- was suspended from the wooden beams from the ceiling before her abuse and murder. Mm. At, as had been the case with Linda, she died from strangulation or asphyxiation before her body was dismembered and buried in a shallow grave in the cellar. Um, monsters. Over the following 17 months, oh, four further victims. The monster. Yeah, you watch your house. No, I'm listening to the monsters and the story your mommy is telling, and I'm no, glad you're not paying no, no. attention or listening. Okay, sure. Upstairs, Scooby Doo. Yes, they find monsters. No, the monster on the TV. They watch her with you. Okay, I don't recall that, but I'm gonna believe you and say yep. Okay, so for 17 months. Um, there were further vi- four further victims that were between the ages of 15 and 21 who all had the similar fate of that suspended in the air and dying of... And they're all of- girls? Uh-huh. Okay. It's all females that are murdered. Um, although the disarticulation conducted upon each successive victim... 
plus the um, paraphernalia that was found in each grave with them suggests each victim was likely subjected to greater abuse and torture than the previous murdered. So they just so they just got kept crazier taking and crazier. It. Yeah, taking next it next level. Yep. Ugh. So so um. So in November 1973 was 15-year-old Carol Ann. Now we're in April of 1975. Uh, it was 18-year-old Juanita Mott. Uh, Fred ended up uh, putting concrete over the floor of the entire cellar, so because it was dirt. Um, he was later he later converted this section of the household into a bedroom for his oldest children, and he and his wife had not. Or he and his wife are not known to have committed any further murders until 1970, May of 1978, when Fred, either with or without Rose's partici- participation, but with but she knew about it. So or, hold on, how long was this this stint? The the time that there was no supposed murder. Um, three years. How many kids did she have in that time, or did she? I don't think there's any more okay, children that so. she had. Okay, sorry, just wondering if there were, there might have been a... Okay. I don't know. I'm re- We'll find out some okay, more sorry. info here. Okay. Um, they ended up murdering an 18-year-old girl named Shirley Robinson, who had been staying at their house. She had met Fred at the Green Lantern Cafe in April of 1977 and had taken lodgings in their house in the same month. She was heavily pregnant at the time of her murder. Although no. Rose... Oh, <laughs> so you say that, and Rose was pregnant herself at the time. Initially boasted a neighbor as the child Robinson was carrying was her husband's and, you know, of course ended up resenting her. And the motive for her murder was likely to have been the removal of a threat to the stability of the West's relationship. Jesus. Her body was buried in the garden at that same house. It was ex- um, She was, of course, dismembered, but no restraining devices were found with her remains once they are discovered, making a sexual motive for this murder unlikely. I think it was just out of sheer... Oh, shame. Guilt. Um, Maybe for a dummy, but shame. Did Zoe toot? Yeah. No, it's okay. You don't need to smell it. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. The unborn baby um, had been removed and and had several bones missing. Shortly thereafter, um, Rose unsuccessfully submitted a claim for maternity benefit in Shirley's name with Gloucester Social Services. Um, as had been the earlier case with Charmaine and Linda, Fred and Rose allayed the suspicions of anyone who asked about Robinson's whereabouts by claiming she relocated to live with her family in Germany. Jesus. These two. So, <clears throat> the final murder they are have known to have committed with a definite, definite sexual motive occurred on August mm-hmm. 5th. Hold on. I'll take this off. Sure. August 5th, 1979, the victim was 16-year-old Allison Chambers, who had run away from a local children's home to become the West live-in nanny in the middle of... I'm going to my alleys along me. Okay. There's a boy on me. Chambers was believed to have lived within their household for several weeks before her murder, and Rose promised her that she could live at their peaceful farm she claimed she and Fred owned. There's no farm. Her body was also buried... There's no peace, either. Come on. Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) I'm just eating all these fucking chips. I am eating my emotions so bad because I, when I stop eating, sorry, babble time, I start crying. So I'm just, just going to keep eating all I'm these sorry, chips. Nicole, I'm eating all of you and all of That's chips. fine. I preferred pickle <laughs> chips as of lately. Um, her body was also buried, like I said. Um, it was close to a bathroom wall. And the chambers, um, although chambers was likely dismembered, her skeleton was not marked by 
any or was not barked by striations. Um, oh, as the earlier victims' bodies have been, so her body like there was no mark. phalanges or yeah. anything missing or typical. Yeah. Okay, oh. in an effort to from her family's because her family was concerned because she made maintained regular contact with them. Right. They posted a letter written by her supposedly to her mother prior to her murder from a Northamptonshire post box showing that's that's where she ended up going to live. So yeah. So additional to all these murders they've now committed um oh there's oh I guess there's another one. Here we go. Guys yeah. but we're not even close to being done guys. No hold on to your knickers. We need my chips yeah. so going. I might Arlo you need to So <laughs> actually we're getting close to um getting close to actually being done. We just talk about it gives us a timeline of everybody that they killed. Okay. Um, I can go through those names really quick. Why are you shaking so bad? Because it's thundering outside. I know, but it's not giving me a knot. So, yeah, Anne McFall was in June of 1967. January of 1968 was Mary Bastholm. She was 15. She was a teenage race waitress that Fred talked to quite frequently. She was abducted from a bus stop, and her remains were never found. Um, Fred did confess that he ended up killing her, and she's believed to have been buried somewhere in Bishop's Cleave. And he doesn't know my ass. Yeah. Um, uh, 1971, June was Charmaine. Um, August was uh, Renee. April 20th was Linda. So there was two before Charmaine? Charmaine? Yeah, that they end up admitting to later. Well, Anne, we knew about Anne McCormick. Before Irene died. Okay. Um, we knew about Anne McFall, oh, but right. she was the one who was found in 1994 because she okay, was right, super right, right. pregnant. And it with sounds his like baby. there's more that are yeah. found in 94. Okay, um, I'm sorry. Carol Ann Cooper, she was 15. Um, she was last seen. Oh yeah, she was the one who was at the movies with her, um, with her boyfriend. Uh, Fred called her Scarhand in reference to a recent firework burn. Well, she Okay. Cooper was the final victim unearthed from their cellar. Her skull was burnt and... Um, no, her skull was not burnt. Sorry, bound with surgical tape and dismembered with the cord and braiding cloth. Um, then there was December 27th of 1973 was Lucy Partington. She um, was going to Exeter University and the cousin of novelist Martin Amos. She was abducted from a bus stop. Her price, precise date of death may have been one week after her disappearance as Fred admitted himself into the casualty unit of the Gloucester Royal Hospital with serial laceration on his hand on January 3rd um, after he dismembered her body. Her body was ended up um, being discovered in the cellar on March 6, 1994. Oh, that's down two games. Okay, great. Um, you need to wait one tomorrow. Um, 1974, April 16th was Therese Siegenthaler. Siegenthaler? I don't know. She was a social, I don't know how to say her last name. Therese okay. is her name. She was 21. Um, a sociology student at Greenwich Community College. She was abducted as she was hitchhiking from South London to Holyhead. Fred mistook her Swiss accent to be a Dutch one and always referred to her as the Dutch girl or Tulip. She was just Reported missing to Scotland Yard by her family in Switzerland when communication from their daughter ceased. That was the one flower we were missing. I'm sorry. It's my favorite flower, too. Um, Mama, Fred later. Um, Fred later. Oh, sorry. Um, concealed her remains by a false 
chimney breast on her grave. By building a false chimney breast on her grave. That's how he kept her wow. remains hidden. Shirley Hubbard was 15. She was That was November 15th, 1974. Jesus. A foster child who was abducted from a bus stop close to the River Severn as she traveled home from a date. Um, she was 15 when she was murdered. Hubbard had been attending a work experience. Um, a, like a work, kind of like a work, I can't think of the right word. Event? Yeah. In Worcester and was last seen by her boyfriend having promised to meet him the next day. Her rem- dismembered re- <clears throat> remains were found in a section of the cellar known to the family as the Marilyn Monroe area. Jesus. I guess her head had been covered completely in tape and was an eighth of an inch diameter rubber tube inserted three inches into her nasal navel, nasal cavity to enable her to breathe. Holy moly. Okay. Um, so how did they get caught? We'll get to that here after this. Okay. Um, April 12th, 1975 was Juanita Mott. Um, I think we just talked about her, but yeah. She was 18. She was a former lodger. Okay, that's fine. I don't care. I don't care. Um, uh, she, yeah, she was a former lodger, but was living with a family friend when she ended up disappearing. It was said she had been, she had, it was believed she had been abducted by the West as she hitchhiked along a certain highway called the B-4215. In his subsequent question, confessions to police, Fred would refer to her as the girl from Newant. He wouldn't even call them by their names because he's a disgusting goblin. May How 10th, many is that so far? Good God. Um, let's see. That is starting with Anne. One... Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Mm. So number eleven is Shirley Robinson. It was May tenth, nineteen seventy-eight. Uh, she was eighteen. She was um, a former lodger at the house, and she was bisexual and had and had casual sex with Fred and Rose consensually. At the time of her disappearance, she had been eight months pregnant with Fred's child. And her baby boy was had been due to be born on June 11th. No sexual motive existed for this murder, and the prosecution contended at Rose's trial that Robinson had been murdered as her pregnancy threatened the stability of their relationship. Fred originally planned to sell the baby to a childless couple and had photographs taken with Robinson for this purpose. <clears throat> 12 is August 5th, 1979. Allison Chambers, 16, we talked about her. She had been placed into foster care and um, had repeatedly left the home of Jordan's Brook House. She met the West in mid-1979. He later, Fred later claimed to his solicitor that Chambers had died as a result of um, Rose becoming too bloody vicious with her. He dismembered her body, missing several bones with a leather loop um, beneath her jaw tied at the top of her head and was buried in the garden on Cromwell Street. This was the final murder where a sexual motive was established, and so there's one more, which is they have a, a That'd whole be thirteen, story. right? Yeah, thirteen. Um, twelve confirmed victims. Police firmly believe is also res- Ooh, responsible for the disappearance of fifteen-year-old Mary Bastholm, but no, but to date no body has been found. So, thirteen girls. But 12 bodies were found. The final one was June 19, 1987, was Heather West, 16. She was likely to have been murdered because Fred and Rose had considered her efforts to leave the household as a threat. As she divulged, um, told her classmates 
about the extensive physical and sexual abuse that occurred at their house. Fred claimed he had not intended to kill... Oh, that was his... Heather Ann, that's his daughter. Um, he had not intended to kill his daughter, but carpet fibers found on two lengths of rope discovered with her remains suggested that she had been restrained heavily and subjected to a sexual assault prior to her murder. She was, of course, dismembered with a heavy serrated knife and later buried in a hole in the garden that Fred had his son dig up under the pretense of installing a fish pond. In 1994, police um, investigation in... The police investigation into her disappearance led to the discovery of her body and the rest of both of her parents. So, um, yeah, she ended up leaving home and trying to find different jobs. Um, and then she ended up coming back home, and that's when Heather ended up getting murdered. Um, what does it mean, both of her parents, if, if Fred's her dad? I'm confused. Yeah, Heather's, Heather was their first kid they had together. Fred's her dad, like an actual biological father, not just some dweller in the house. Okay. Because she was the one who um, first came in. Is that my grandpa home? I don't know. Go check. That's not that's only. So, um, in May of 1992, Look at this guy, Mama. Fred asked his 13 year old daughter Louise to bring some bottles to a room on the first floor of their home. Rose was not present in the home at the time. Um, okay, I lost my place. Um, shortly thereafter, the girl's siblings heard her scream, no, don't. Uh, Fred was, came back downstairs. Louise was found by her siblings, writhing in pain, sobbing that her father had raped. Oh, no, and he sodomized her. Mm. Ooh, I hate that so much. At one stage, partially strangling her. When Rose came home, Louise told her mother that she had been raped by Fred, and Rose replied, Oh, well, you were asking for it. Oh, my gosh. She oh. was, over the course of the following week, she was raped on three further occasions, while Rose per personally, wit I'm fine. personally wis witnessing one of these rapes before following her distressed and bleeding daughter into the bathroom and asking the child, Well, what did you expect? Fuck you. That's what she did to the other one, too. Yeah, like I know. She, That's all of them. Fred also filmed one of these. Oh, God. At one Why point. am I surprised? Yeah, it but be. it's just... It's just... Uh, it's heart-wrenching. It's just like, these are your babies. I just wish there was a way your body... Like, the universe causes your body to just... Like, your cervix to shrivel up or something. Or just to and develop your, teeth and, and, and chop your, it off. Yeah, and your penis to shrivel up and climb up mm -hmm. inside you when you're this evil. Um, so several weeks after that, Louise finally got the courage to confide in a close friend that what her father had done, had done to her. So the friend told her mom what happened on August 4th in response to friend's mom anonymously had informed the police. So on August oh, 6th... Oh, we're not talk about oh Okay. We're talking about it in this story because this is when the police are good, okay? Oh, yeah. On August 6th, 1992, they end up searching the household on the pretext of searching for stolen property. They, of course, find Good. I'm glad a bunch they of did a... objects of sexual paraphernalia, including 99 pornographic videos of both homemade and commercial nature, were discovered. Police did not find the video depicting the rape of Fred's daughter, because I'm sure that was probably well hidden. The 13-year-old um, made a full statement through a specially trained solicitor describing her action, father's actions, the fact that the sexual abuse had begun when she was 11, so for two years and that her mother had been casually indifferent to her plight. 
Um, all the children in the house were placed in foster care the following day. And then, of course, Good. they Just were a all... Um, all of them were subject to medical ex- examinations um, for physical and sexual abuse. They also... The kids also um, said their mother had inflicted most of the physical abuse and that their father said that if they told anyone about that going on in the house, they would be mur- buried under, their pat- under the patio like their sister Heather. So they told about a murder right away. So, okay, I think this is going to be two parts, guys. Um, so police began a full-scale investigation, finally, eventually leading Fred to being charged with three counts of rape and one of um, buggery. I don't know what buggery means. Hold on. Pause. Um, with Rose as an accomplice. Um, she, I will pause for the call. Buggery Because is- everything kept saying between two men and I'm like but this doesn't involve two men and yeah so buggery itself is anal sexual intercourse so sodomy yes so to speak okay that's what buggery is guys and now I gotta go find that word okay um with Rose as an accomplice um she was also charged with child cruelty inciting her husband to engage in sex with their daughter and obstructing the police Fred and Rose were questioned as to mm. as to the whereabouts of their eldest daughter which mm. would be Charmaine and um or Heather. I guess that they would talk about Heather because I guess Charmaine and that yeah, hadn't been a thought yet because mm-hmm. they thought she was with her mom. So Fred claimed Heather was alive and well and supporting herself via prostitution. Rose initially claimed to have no knowledge of her of Heather's whereabouts or why she left home. So they gave two different stories. Mm-hmm. She claimed on August 11 that she could remember now that her daughter had left home at her own persuasion due to Rose's concerns her other children may discover... Heather's supposed lesbian inclinations. Mm. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, Rose then added she had also given her daughter 600 pounds to incentivize her to leave the household before claiming to have maintained sporadic telephone contact with her daughter over the years. False. You're lying sack of shit. Yep. So the following day, Rose was granted bail on the condition she did not make contact, maintain contact with her children, her stepdaughter, or her husband prior to the upcoming trial. Um, Fred awaited trial. He was held on remand in Birmingham, learning that her father had denied any wrongdoing. Anna Marie also contacted the police to offer a full statement de- detailing her experiences as child, Good as job, a Anna. child. Good job, Anna. <sighs> that's gotta be. That's gotta be so fucking hard. In a statement given to Detective Constable Hazel Savage, that's a fucking cool There's name. There's a name. That's a motherfucking savage. Mm-hmm. Um, Anna, Anna Marie recounted her. Ex- the extensive mental, physical, mental, and sexual abuse she endures, oh my god, at the hands of her father and stepmom, before agreeing to testify against both of her parents at the upcoming trial. Um, she also added that for several years um, had been unsuccessfully attempting to trace her mom and her half-sister Charmaine and Heather. Further inquiries conducted with Anna Marie's husband, Chris Davis, revealed that Heather had confided in him... Um, just how unhappy she was shortly before her disappearance and for her desire to leave home. Davis elaborated that although Heather had not divulged any details about her um, enduring any sexual abuse, he was so concerned for her welfare he had offered to confront Fred and Rose and Heather dissuaded him from doing so, blurting out, for Christ's sake, don't, because they'll kill us both. Davis then suggested that they might wish to speak with Heather to garner further details of her abuse. Well, sadly they cannot. Um, in their efforts to gather further evidence... Uh, well, you said her husband? 
Uh, Anna Marie's husband. Oh, yeah. Okay. okay. Yes. So this is he knew who he had known her. Okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. I get it now. I love your mama. I love you, babe. Um. And, watch Mickey. Okay. Okay. We're almost done. Buddy. We're almost done, babe. In their efforts to gather further evidence, police and social services spoke oh, yeah. with May, who um, have spoke with her 13-year-old sister, Louise, and learned Louise did not wish to see her father charged, initially denied she had endured any molestation as an adolescent, mm. which, I mean, sadly, that's she's going to think that's all normal. Yeah. Because brainwashing and abuse will yep. do that to a person. Um, police focused their attention on tracing Heather and efforts to corroborate Anna Marie's claims of sexual abuse, um, but inquiries to the Inland Revenue and the Social Security Department held no records attesting to her being alive. So two months later, um, social services contacted police to stress their concern over the whereabouts of Heather. The West collapsed. This case against the West collapsed when Anna Marie and her 13-year-old half-sister Louise de- declined to testify at court on June 7, 1993 with the child rape victim expressing her de- desire to return to her family and Anna Marie choosing to withdraw her statement because of her noting the misery of her younger siblings and her fear of Rose's vindictiveness. Shortly thereafter, Anna Marie uh, spoke further to D.C. Savage, further emphasizing that her mother, Rena, and half-sister were also missing. Charmaine were also missing. So, although they were acquitted of all charges, all their younger children remained... I know. Remained in, um, uh... Foster care? Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, even though they were permitted supervised visitations to Cromwell Street, um, Fred and Rose claiming to few relatives from whom they were not already estranged by 1993 that the charges had been fabricated by police and almost all of their family, remaining family members... Um, severed contact with them. Meanwhile, police continued investigating the disappearance of Heather, noting no families existed, no records existed indicating she was still alive. When Anna Marie questioned as to the colloquial family joke regarding Heather being buried beneath the patio, she confirmed that the sole time she had heard her father recite this claim, he immediately burst into laughter, leading her to refusing to take his claim seriously. Like, she thought he was joking, that she wasn't really buried under there. So retracing Yeah. And retracing Fred's history, police also discovered that Rena and Charmaine had disappeared in nineteen seventy one. So shoot, almost tw- yeah, twenty two years before this. No missing report had been filed on either of them. DC Savage and her colleagues were convinced Heather was dead and that his res- his statement to his children that her body was beneath the patio might be true. They applied uh, successfully for oh okay. On February 23, 1994, Gloucester police applied for a search warrant, which they were granted to uh, locate Heather's remains. Oh, man. Okay, so so are Fred and fucking, what's her nuts, Rose, Rose? still alive at this? Mm-hmm. They're, and, yeah, they're And they're, and they're not in jail, they're just like... Living their best lives Gross. on Cromwell Street. Um, they brought the warrant on February 24th, she turned pale before becoming Rose became pale and hysterical, calling over her shoulder to her eldest son, Stephen, to get Fred. Rose became contra- contradictory in her questioning as to the circumstances uh-huh. surrounding Heather's disappearance. Uh-huh. When reminded of these contradictions, she became distraught and abusive, shouting at the officers, I can't fucking remember. It's a bloody long time ago. What do you think I am, a bloody computer? No, just a murderous fucking demon slut. Goblin. Goblin. Choke. 
out um, your face. Fred had been working in Stroud at the time, and her, her, upon hearing of the police's intentions, he assured Stephen he would be home immediately. <laughs> he arrived three hours later, you know, immediate. I don't know how far Stroud is from where they lived. Wait, Mexico, they're in England. Sorry, I would have taken to Somersville. I'm going into the ground. Um, <laughs> dig into China. I don't even know if that's right. I don't know either. Sorry, we're dumb. It's fine. Just take we're it off the opposite here. direction. You can't say words to west and north to me and Shauna because they mean absolutely nope. nothing. Nope. Um, so... Yeah, he arrives three hours later, informs his family of his intentions to volu- voluntarily offer a witness statement to his police about um, his daughter's whereabouts. Um, <laughs> Red's insistence in the statement that Heather had been alive and well, um, I'll be involved in a in drugs and cartel, getting involved in drugs with the cartel, and that um, claimed he and his wife had made as to Heather being buried beneath the family patio was simply rubbish. The police were un they just were unimpressed with his things. Um worst case scenario, they dig it up and there's not a body. Best right. case scenario, there's a body plus twelve more. Yep. Sorry. Okay, keep going. Uh so <laughs> Fred of course changed his tactics simply or claiming they simply had a grudge against him due to his nineteen ninety three acquittal of the rape of his daughter. Ugh. That evening with the search team having left their premises a uniformed officer remaining at the Cromwell Street to guard the excavation site. May and Stephen observed their parents talking in hushed tones as they repeatedly glanced towards the garden from their window. In the early hours of the following morning, as his son Stephen was about to leave from work, Fred look, informed him and said, Look, son, look after mom and sell the house. I've done something really bad. I want you to go to the papers and make as much money as you can. Barf! Go to the papers and make as much money yep. as you can? Okay. Um... Shortly thereafter, police returned to the house to search for... Okay, quiet. Shortly thereafter... Okay, shh. Shortly thereafter, police returned to Cromwell Street to um, to continue the search for Heather's body. Fred indicated his wish to be arrested for Heather's murder and to be taken to Berlin Police Station to provide a full confession. He was then arrested and formally cautioned. At 11.15 that morning, Fred formally admitted to police that he did indeed kill his daughter... Um, in an act of manslaughter, he said he strangled her in a fit of rage, dismembered her body in the ground bla- floor bathroom with a heavy serrated knife he used for cutting slabs of frozen meat. Her remains were had been stored in a dustbin as he waited for opportunity to dig her grave. He was um, insistent his wife had no knowledge of the, her murder, claiming he had committed the murder as Rose was preoccupied with one of her clients, adding to the fact the search team had not yet unearthed her remains because they were excavating the wrong section of his garden. He then volunteered to... Shush. Okay. He then volunteered to accompany police to the house to pinpoint the precise location of Heather's body. Um, uh, upon the receipt of his confession, uh, Fred's solicitor Howard Ogden and his appointed um, appropriate adult, I'm assuming that's like a coin-appointed lawyer, Janet Leach... Um, informed May and Stephen their father had confessed to their sister's murder in which Stephen um, slumped against a wall and started sobbing. May entered a state of shock before stammering that her father had not killed her sister. Just denial, which Listen I think is here, May. sweet May. Um, February 26th, the next day, they began excavating the section of the garden um, where Fred said his daughter's body was. Shortly after 4 p.m., they found a human thigh bone protruding from the section of the garden um, Fred insisted police need to not look at. 
Excavating the section. Arlo. Excavating the section of the garden where Fred had indicated. Uh, uh, they discovered a mass of jumbled human remains encased in the remnant remnants of a bin bag intertwined with two links of rope. These dismembered remains were taken to the police headquarters for further examination and they were to the, be those of a young woman with one kneecap and several phalanges missing. A kneecap? That's just... Oh, what weird trophies. What? Um, the the decedents, or decedents, sorry, fingernails were discovered in a pile suggesting they have been torn from her fingers oh as a means of torture. Um... Then, several hours later, via dental records, it was confirmed that it was indeed Heather West's body they found. Um, that evening, having been formally charged with um, his daughter's murder and questioned as to why, police discovered a third thigh bone, confessed there were two further sets of human remains in the garden, and agreed to return to reveal the locations of both graves, one of whom he named Shirley Robinson, who he described as a former tenant and a lesbian who had been heavily pregnant with his child at the time of her murder, the other victim as being incorrectly as Shirley's mate, but either could not or would not elaborate as to her identity. Both sets of remains were discovered on February 28th, and he was oh, both no. charged... Love you too, baby. And Ferd. Fred was charged with both murders two days later. Um, having discovered three sets of human remains in the garden, a decision was made to thoroughly search the entire property. Yes. Rose was placed into a safe house in the nearby Ew. town of Dursley. She don't need to be in a safe house. Yeah, as people commenced their search on the, that their street, informed of this fact with, and with the formal interviews conducted by the investigative team lasting up to 16 hours each day, including persistent questioning as to the whereabouts of his first wife, Raina, and stepdaughter, Charmaine, Fred authorized his solicitor to pass a note. He had written down. Arlo, turn that to down. pass a note. It's ironic that it's police sounds though. <laughs> to pass a note that he had written to the leader of the murder investigation, superintendent, superintendent John Bennett of Gloucestershire. Oh my God, please. Um, the note. Worcestershire. Worcestershire. <laughs> dated March fourth, read: I, Frederick West, authorize my solicitor Howard Ogden to advise Superintendent Bennett that I wish to admit a further. Um, approximately nine killings, including Charmaine, Raina, Linda Go, Gal, and others to be identified. F. West. So he admitted that he killed Charmaine. Mm. But mm -hmm. we're going <laughs> to... So. Oh, we're going to find out that uh, that's not the case, Arlo. Yep. Keep playing your game and don't pay attention, buddy. All right. <laughs> so, question further as to his claims. He calmly explained there were five bodies in his cellar, a sixth one beneath the ground floor bathroom. Most of the victims, Fred claimed, had been hitchhikers or girls he had murdered in the cellar. Few under my kid's bedroom floor. It's some, fine. There's one in the car. No, I don't know. After picking them up at bus stops. Not that we're not trying to make light of death, guys. We're just trying to get through this. They Initially, know. Fred <laughs> um, claimed these six victims had been killed. Um, they had threatened to inform Rose of his infidelity with women. Mm -hmm. um, that he, so he had transported their bodies to Cromwell Street to abuse and dismember them, bury them in shallow graves. Um, the dismemberment made it easier to bury them in shallow cubicle graves, and he agreed to um, he agreed to return to the house to show where they were each buried. So, um, was he afraid his wife was going to beat him some more? <laughs> maybe. Sorry. Between I can't believe the way he. Between, yeah. The, the way he tries to cover for her, that's just shocking to me. She'll get arrested, too. I don't have... A, yeah. Right on. 
But, okay, uh, between the 5th and 8th of March, police found six further bodies, um, young females, of young females. Each victim had been extensively mutilated. Each body bore evidence of having to extreme, been subjected to extreme sexual abuse prior to the act of murder. The third set of remains discovered in the cellar was found with a length of cloth, ra- cloth wrapped around the skull and an oval of adhesive tape 16 inches in circumference found with the rem- remains had likely been used to gag the victim, whose ankles and wrists were also bound with a large section of rope. Also in this grave was a large serrated knife. Yeah. The second set of remains um, had a U sh- that was twisted into a U-shaped along with her severed limbs, and her skull was found encased in adhesive tape which had been wrapped around the section where her face had been at least 11 or 12 times. Oh, my Lord. And then the narrow plastic tubes in her nasal cavity in an effort to allow her to breathe before her murder was Because, um, so, I mean, that is, like, just, like, almost medieval torture. Yeah. Like, that, ripping off like, their fingernails. Yeah. You're, you're dying. You know you're dying. And then I'm going to shove these tubes way up in your fucking face. So you can keep breathing. Um, but they, of course, were missing several bones, particularly finger bones. I wonder if they took those finger bones while they were alive. I hope not. We're going to pretend that they didn't. Um, Fred refused to divulge the reason or whereabouts of the bones missing from each set of the remains. Well, yeah. I can... uh, He made uh, his own hand to stroke himself. Oh, my God. Sorry. (laughs) God damn it. Sorry. Jesus Christ. (laughs) I mean, you're probably not that far <laughs> off, but oh, I wasn't going to go there. And there Sean is. I'm sorry, guys. It's because I've, I've jumped the hurdle. I'm like, I just, I went. Go to grandpa home. I'm so hurt. I'm so. Yeah! I'm so disturbed I'm by this. My All right, bye, Arlo. I'm so disturbed by the story and how grotesque and just. Well, why did you just take it there? I don't know. One I went, last I, final hoorah. I went to God, abs- this is how we handle trauma, guys. <laughs> if we're not crying or eating our feelings, we're gonna joke about. I'm gonna. I'm gonna make <laughs> even more disgusting assumptions. I'm because sorry. it's it's sad because it's not that far uh, off. So. <laughs> I'm crying and I'm disgusted. And I'm just a whole swarm of emotions. All right. right now. So, um, despite, you know, Fred trying to, he was insistent that his wife had no knowledge of the murder or his, any of the murders or his infidelities. Um, yeah, investigators were like, yeah, you're done. No. Good. Rose was arrested on April 20th, 1994 on offenses relating to the rape of an 11-year-old girl, Jesus Christ, and the physical assault on an 8-year-old boy, both charges dating from the mid-1970s. The following day, she refused bail and tran- was transferred to Puckle Church Prison. She refused or was just she refused re- she in general? Re- she was refused bail. Okay, she sorry. was refused. Okay. I read that wrong. Mm-hmm. I Sorry, I got Puckle Church Prison. That's funny. To be held in the maximum security wing. Mm-hmm. Um, here she was questioned more closely about the murders, and particularly those of her daughter, um, Heather, and then Linda. And on April 25th, she was formally charged with Linda's murder. Good. And by May so did 6th, she she spilled her guts or mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so they were jointly charged with five counts of murder. With Rose simply replying, "I'm innocent, bitch." Bye. Um, upon hearing each formal charge, a response that proved to be a theme throughout the forty each of the forty six interviews investigators held with her prior to her trial. Forty six interviews they had. Oh damn! And all she wants to say is, "I'm innocent." I I don't know how legal technically that is either to keep. 
read. Well, that's like saying I plead the fifth. Like no, I'm no, I mean to to re-interview forty six times because I've seen a case where, granted, they were talking to the victim, not the perpetrator. Am I saying yeah. the right thing? The, they had questioned these these kiddos actually, yeah, like way too many times, and because the stories either it was the stories were too well repeated, like almost scripted, yeah. But because like this, they had they had asked the question like forty seven times. It's like well, that's document. like the, yeah, that's it, like the Cassie Joe starter case where the two boys were like, "There's when you're asking the accepted. same questions over, over and over and over and over and over, they're just gonna keep telling." You. And then when they would kind of say something a little bit different or whatever, the, I mean, it was it was a lose lose regardless. I don't remember what the it was a really anyway anyway. Sorry, keep going. Yeah. Woo, so, 46, yeah. Um, as well as the murders of the victims exhumed from Cromwell Street, Fred had confessed to the murders of his first wife and stepdaughter and to knowing the location of Anne McFall's remains, although he always denied killing her. Fred agreed to identify each burial location and the remains were unearthed on between April 10th and June 7th. He was transferred to Birmingham's HM prison, ha- prison where a strict suicide watch called for his cell to be checked every 15 minutes. Really? Yep. He, they thought he was going to kill himself with that? I think he's got too much of an ego. I mean, I don't know. I don't know shit. Keep going. Sorry. Fred and Rose West were both brought before a magistrate's judge in Gloucester on June 30th, 1994. He was charged with 11 murders. She was charged with nine. Some of them were joint. Yeah. Um, uh, this was the first time the couple had seen each other since his arrest in February prior to... Th- Prior to hearing the formal charges against them, Friend leaned towards his wife and gently placed his hand on his shoulder. I'm going to throw up. In response, uh, Rose, having ignored her husband's present, visibly winced in discomfort. Both were ordered held, um, both were ordered held on remand. Whatever that means. Um, as police attempted to lead Fred from the hearing, he resisted their efforts, again attempted to move towards Rose, who against winced, winced and attempted to writhe away from his grasp. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, she used to beat the shit out of him, so she probably isn't impressed like, with his... like, if you take the evil stepmother from Cinderella and you just really make it crazy dark, that's, like, that's what I'm envisioning in my head, is just how gross she was. Not that she... Yeah. Granted, she was nice to her own daughters, but, like, I don't know. That's what I'm... Sorry. I, I really took it a whole step... It doesn't matter. What I'm seeing in my head is the evil stepmother and fucking yeah. Cinderella. Um, after his this court appearance, Fred was rearrested on suspicious uh, suspicion of murdering Anne McFall, whose body had been found on June 7th, but had not been officially identified until this date. He was formally charged with her murder on July 3rd, appearing in court the following morning. Um, as he was held on remand at the prison in Birmingham in the months following his arrest, Fred became increasingly depressed. Who cares? Ugh, okay. Before someone comes at me and says, oh, you don't care about depressed people? No, no, no. no. Nobody go mad. We're talking about a fucking murderer. Yeah, I don't care about him being depressed. Yeah. We both suffer from depression. We do care. But yes, not when do. it comes to fucking murderous monsters. Because I know there's been... Mm-mm. Times when people are like, "Oh my God, I don't even care." No, it's I not. do care, you guys, but not about this fucking. You guys need to realize what, especially because this about. is not going to have a good. The ending of this is not quite as delicious as you'll hope. Um, this became worse after Rose's public rejection of him at the Gloucester magistrates when she winced away from him. She didn't reply to letters he sent to her, so he was apparently he loved her, mm-hmm. and she's just like, "Nah." And uh, reports leaked to the press in which she, Rose, had assumed the role of a grieving mother who had lost... Fuck you. It's so Ugh. gross. I can't even oh say my it. God. The role of a grieving mother who had lost a daughter and a stepdaughter to her husband in which she declared both her innocence of murder and her hatred of him. But 
Hopefully, well, they'll go back and figure out, uh, no, he was, no, he didn't kill Charmaine, she did. Um, oh, she's playing, oh, she's, yeah. she's fucking good. Fred. I mean, you know what I'm saying, like, yep. she's just gross, I mean, this, 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 this couldn't have been better scripted, holy shit, yeah. this is reality that this, these, these people fucking walk the earth, are you kidding me? Yeah, Fred, um, pled with Stephen and Anna Marie, the only children who were allowed to visit him, no. um, t- tried to tell him, tried to get them to tell Rose that he loved her, but Rose never acknowledged these overtures. In response, Fred withdrew his earlier confessions to having acted alone in the murders and instead accused his wife almost totally in all the murders to which he had been charged, excluding that one of Anne McFall, which he claimed had been committed by his first wife. So, um, to... So he ends up, um... Okay, so we're... That was in... July 3rd, so this is getting closer, so we moved now to January 1st, 1995. The initially strict suicide watch had um, had been re- relaxed. Fred West ends up asphyxiating, asphyxiating himself in his cell by wrapping an improvised rope he had constructed from a blanket and tags he had stolen from prison laundry bags around his neck, then binding this device to a door handle and window catchment and sinking to his knees. He wrote a note that said to Rose West, Steve, and May, Well, Rose, it's your birthday on the twenty, on November 29th, 1994. You will be 41 and still beautiful and still lovely, and I love you. We will always be in love. Yeah. The most wonderful thing in my life was when I met you. Our love is special to us, so love, keep your promises to me. You know what they are. Where we are put together forever and ever is up to you. We loved Heather, both of us. I would love Charmaine to be with Heather and Raina. You will always be Mrs. West all over the world. This is important to me and to you. I haven't got you a present, but all I have is my life. I will give it to you, my darling. When you're ready, come to me. I will be waiting for you. Fred West, suicide note. At the bottom of the note, suicide night found in itself. Oh, yeah. Um, was, oh, oh, my God. Was a drawing of a gravestone which within which was written, In loving memory, Fred West, Rose West, rest in peace. Rest in peace where no shadow falls. In a perf- in perfect peace, he waits for Rose, his wife. So he commits suicide. Because mm. he's a coward. Mm. I can't. Like, that's why I said it was unsavory. Um, at pretrial proceedings in February, Rose pleaded not guilty to ten charges of murder. The murder of Charmaine West having been added to the original nine after Fred's suicide. And two counts of rape and indecent assault for young girls having been dropped with a view for later resubmission. For later resubmission, though her counsel conceded that circumstantial evidence indicated Rose's willingness to subject young girls to sadistic physical and sexual abuse. Her trial at Winchester Crown Court began on October 3rd, and on October 3rd, he asked me what day it was. (laughs) Sorry. I love mean girls. An important early decision by the judge was to admit testimony related to the sexual mistreatment of three women by Fred and Rose accepting the prosecution's argument that it established a pattern of behavior pattern of behavior repeated in the murders. Um, basic, she ends up, um, okay, yes, so we'll move to the conviction. After several weeks um, of evidence, the judge instructed the jury, emphasizing that circumstantial evidence can be su- sufficient for a finding of guilt that if two people take part in a murder, the law considers them equally guilty regardless of which of them did the deed. 
On November 21st and 22nd, the jury returned unanimous guilty verdicts for all 10 murders, terming her crimes appalling and depraved. The judge sentenced Rosemary to life in prison, emphasizing that she should never be paroled. Initially, Rose was incarcerated at HMP Bronzefield as a Category A prisoner. She was later transferred to HM Prison Low Newton before in 2019, before being transferred to um, a prison, prison new hall where she continues to protest her innocence. So how did they... How did they find out that she did it? it? I mean, she's obviously trying to protest her innocence, but, like... Um... Okay, no, wait, that was his suicide note. Um... In his opening statement, Prosecutor Brian Levinson said, um, Fred and Rose were sex-obsessed, sadistic murderers, terming the bodies discovered at Cromwell Street and Midland Road secrets more terrible than words can express. The victim's last moments on earth were as objects of depravity of this woman and her husband. He pointed out Fred was incarcerated when Charmaine West was killed, Mm. claimed that Fred and Rose had learned um, from their mistake in allowing Caroline Owens to live they would never be so trusting again, and said that a gag on the victim, Therese Siegenthaler, had a feminine touch, a scarf tied in a bow. Mm. He promised to demonstrate Rose's controlling and sexually sadistic character and her efforts to deflect suspicion about the disappearance of their victims. Um, prosecution witnesses included uh, Cromwell Street lodgers, victims' relative, Rose's mother, Daisy, and sister, Glennis. Surviving victims included Anna Marie West, Catherine Halliday, a former lover of Fred and Rose, Caroline Owens, and Miss A, who had been sexually assaulted at 14 by Fred and Rose in 1977, who described Rose as more aggressive than the more aggressive perpetrator of the two. Um, Neighbors described Charmaine's disappearance while Fred was in prison and Rose's casual indifference to Heather's disappearance. So... Um, Rosemary's counsel, his name was Richard Ferguson, tried to discredit the prosecution witnesses as either having financially exploited their connection to the case or were motivated by grudges. Owens, though admitting to receiving $20,000 or £20,000 for her story, described her extreme survivor's guilt. I only want to get justice for the girls who didn't make it. I feel like it was my fault. Mm. So did Anna Marie testify? Against her stepmom? Yeah. I was almost said mother. Yeah. The prosecution witnesses were lodgers, victims, relatives, Rose's mom, Daisy, and sister, and then surviving victims included Anna Marie West, Catherine Halliday, and then Caroline Owens, and then someone, a 14-year-old who was sexually assaulted by them. Yep. Sorry. Good. Yep. So, um, between 1967 and 87, um... They were known to have committed at least 12 murders because one of those girls' bodies was never found, so they couldn't pin it to him. Um, prior to his suicide... Suicide. Mm-hmm. Yep. He's sewer trash, so it's sewer fine. trash, it's fine. Um, police recorded over 108 hours of tape-recorded <sighs> interviews of Fred. Oh, I thought you were going to say the tapes they had. Sorry. Both when he claimed to have acted <laughs> alone in commission of the murders and we had attempted to portray Rose as more of the culpable participant. Um, on several occasions, Fred made cryptic hints he had claimed several other victims, but refused to diverge, divulge any information on that, um, he, uh, including the missing f- uh, 15-year-old married, I'm going to guess, Bastholm in 1968 and buried the body on farmland um, near Bishop's mm-hmm. Cleave. He also claimed to have killed one victim working on a construction project in Birmingham that other Jesus. bodies had been buried in Scotland and Herefordshire. Jesus. Um 
this was uh, Stephen West, which is his son. He said is this quote from him. He said to me, can you remember helping me dig those holes in the garden when you were a kid? I said I couldn't remember, but he said, we did it together, you know. Then he said that's where the girls were found in those exact holes. Wow. Yeah. Golly, man. Yeah. Yep. So, why are these people so fucking fertile, too? Like, how, why are, well, I guess not all of her children were fathered by friends. But still, he, he, uh, she was fertile enough to be able to be impregnated by Mm -hmm. whomever, whatever, whenever. Ew. Yeah. So, um... Yeah, Fred ended up getting cremated, and there was only four family members at his thing. Or his ashes spread over hell. Uh, they should have just burned him and then just kept him in the incinerator. Yeah. Like, just keep burning forever? Um, like, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Um, each child remained in foster care. The remains of Charmaine and Raina were cremated. At this, at the insistence of Anna Marie West, mother and daughter shared the same coffin, and no roses were to be brought <laughs> to their service by any mourners. No um, roses. That's good. I like it. Mm-hmm. That's really um, good. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Mm-hmm. What a f- you're a bad bitch, Anna Marie. <laughs> Love you. Um, Fred's younger brother John, who was just this bystander who didn't even know, um, he ended up hanging himself in his garage in his Gloucester home in November of 1996. Who was named after his dad's fucking brother? Who's like my brother is fucking cool beans. Yeah. At the time of his suicide, he had been waiting the jury verdict in in his trial for the alleged um, multiple rapes of his niece, Anna Marie, at Cromwell Street in the 1970s. Uh, mm. Yep. So, there's... That's just basically... Wow, guys. Oh, I, okay, well, this is... Um, in 1999, Anna Marie West attempted suicide by oh, drowning honey. herself in the River Severn. Stephen West is also known to have made an unsuccessful suicide attempt in 2002 by attempting to hang himself. In 2004, he was jailed for nine months for having unlawful sex with a 14-year-old girl. Jeez. Um, the couple's youngest son... Who? Um, what couple? Uh, um, oh, the couple Barry. being Fred and, and fucking... One of the West's youngest children, okay. Barry. Um, he committed suicide via drug overdose in October of 2020 at the age of 40. He was known to have battled drug addiction and oh, psychiatric yeah. issues as a result of the abuse he witnessed and endured as a child. And there's that several... and, I mean, there's got to be psychiatric issues with fucking Rose, too. Mm-hmm. Or she's just a full-on blown psychopath. Psych. I did. But isn't that a kind of... That's a mental... That's a psych... That's a psych... Porky pig right here. Ba-deep-ba-deep-ba-deep. Um, it was said that Barry, he was one of the younger children, like I said, who ended up completing suicide in October, um, claimed to have witnessed the murder of his sister, Heather. According to Barry, who was seven at the time, said Fred and Rose had restrained, then sexually and physically abused Heather before Rose had repeatedly stamped her head until she ceased to move. Um, no, yeah. no wonder he... Oh, my God. There's just a lot of awful, sad things re- just surrounding these entire... And there's so many things... Um, you can look into, there was um, a series entitled Fred and Rose, The West Murders, um, broadcast in October 2001. Discovery Networks Europe um, commissioned a documentary focusing on the West Murders, um, entitled Crimes That Shook the World, The Wests. 
There was a two-part British crime drama television miniseries, Appropriate Adult, that was screened in September of 2011. Inappropriate Adult. Um, Appropriate Adult concerns the role of Janet Leach, Leach, the woman asked by police to sit in the interviews with Fred West as his appropriate adult. Oh, because that's called, that's the whatever, Mm -hmm. okay. Another documentary was commissioned by Channel 5 um, when Fred met Rose. It was screened in November 2014. And there was an ITV documentary, Fred and Rose West, the real story, real story narrated by Trevor McDonald, was scheduled for broadcast in um, on January 31st, 2019, although broadcasting of this documentary was postponed um, for what has been dis- described as legal reasons. The documentary was broadcast, broadcast February 21st, 2019. So, that is that Ethan's birthday. Yeah, I know. Oh, sorry. I saw that too. I'm like, ah, birthday. So that is the aggressive two-parter. Wow, guys. Ooh, that was a that was a roller coaster. I don't feel I'm good. Like I, huh? I don't feel good. I know. <laughs> we just ate too many salt and vinegar chips. Listened to too <laughs> much murder and rape. And, and Sean is just grossness. I'm just. I, I need like, water desperately. And I need, I need a fucking bottle of wine, but I can't drink. <laughs> I need to douche my brain. Like, this is awful. Oh, God. So it was, bad. It was, that was Mandy. You you did a sin, girl. Yeah, I mean, but you know what? I appreciate when you get when you get the lowdown. I appreciate yeah, when you this get was, the beats. It blows me. Like, I've always, like, I think I've, I've mentioned it a time and time again. And I'll probably mention it a time and time some more. Yep. I mean, I've always loved, like, uns- like I, wa- I grew up watching Unsolved Mysteries and stories like that, and I was always fascinated. Like, I remember reading about, like, John JonBenet Ramsey, because, I mean, I was three when that happened to her, but I remember, like, on the anniversaries and reading about her death and everything, and just watched a documentary on it the other day just because I was intrigued, and I have my own theories about that. But, um, but like, just, it's always just been kind of, like, something I dabbled in, and then, then Kelly, you know, starting me on podcast, and then... Uh, people discovery on and then um, discovery plus I have now and then ID yeah. just learning more and more about like people you never thought you'd learn about because I sure as hell had never heard of Fred West till mm-hmm. he was Same. suggested to me and right that's now, why yeah. I love it when you guys suggest case to us Um, I think we'll have a Nate episode next week he found another lady for us to cover Sweet. so keep them coming guys yeah. Um, yeah, and, and I hope you DMs. appreciate sorry to cut you off there no Nicole. you're fine I hope you this got very detailed and I know that's tough but and it was tough for me to listen to cuz I just like you listeners this was my first time hearing it. Yeah. But there's as as hard as it was and I appreciate because it it shows you just how brutal and gross these people I mean it just like for lack of You like, don't want to make these pe- people you don't you don't want to humanize them. Mm-mm. You know? And and I think it's important that we know that there there are some freaking awful people. So we need to you know we need to make sure when people are being abused that they get the help because this shit fucking happens. And and if yeah. we don't know the details and we're just going to sugarcoat it and pretend like oh it's nothing, we need to know. We need yeah. to know this. Yeah, and there's it's definitely yeah it needs to be brought to the surface because mm-hmm. it's science, not all fucking cherries and peaches. It's fucking it's not all roses. Nope. There's some fucking thorns. There's some big, venom. heavy goat head thorns. Yes. They're awful. Ugh. Oh, gosh. So I really, I hope you guys um, approve of this. 
us going deep, like this, obviously this episode's a lot longer. I mean, they're both our episodes. So I really hope you guys appreciate um, the work you do put into this because we want, we want these stories to be told with justice and dignity and Mm -hmm. even when Shauna makes inappropriate jokes to help us get through it. (laughs) And that wasn't a good way to get through it. I I know that, but but you know what? It is what it is. And I said what I said. And if you don't like it, leave us a one star review and tell us why. Yeah. I must, I must (laughs) said something worse so glad i cut her off thank you well and sometimes like and i don't and i've said it before and i think i'm more paranoid about it than shauna is and i know kelly sure as heck wasn't um when she was uh, doing it with me in the beginning but like we anytime you know we're trying to be lighthearted and trying it's just us trying to get through yes. it because these cases are they're heavy they're yeah. heavy and I appreciate you guys ruining my life by giving me these awful, awful stories. <laughs> and even if they are hard to stomach and deal with, um, you know, these we started this for a reason. And I appreciate you guys so much and showing us the love that we have gotten because we've gotten so much love from a yes. bunch of you. And even the criticism, like the good, um, good criticism that we need, like to help us be better. And yes, it's all very much appreciated and we absorb everything because... I mean, yeah, this is episode 50-something, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just going to stop worrying about what the number is. But um, we're still learning, and we're, you know, at least our sound quality is great. And the only way we're going to get better is if, by you letting us know what you like would what, like us to do. Like to what be you'd like us to do, or, um, you know, as, that's basically it. I mean, I know we're kind of all over the place, but we always try to bring it back. But sometimes, yes. usually when, I feel like sometimes when we're like, oh, we're going to babble, usually it's pertaining to something yes. that's in the story. So, and we have real life experiences that we've both experienced in very different ways that sometimes correlates to what we're talking about. Because, yeah, growing up with um, the parents I've had, like my dad was a police officer, my mom was a probation officer. Um, Shauna's, you know, backstory, we've talked about her sobriety and everything and her understanding that mentality and my whole pregnancy. This this little dude is just, it's just, we're... There's a lot. We put a lot out on the world, and you guys, um, we love you guys. We do. We appreciate you so, so much. The good, the bad, and the ugly. That's what we're here for. So, um, you know, Fantasy and World Music does our uh, intro sound on the internets, the YouTube. That's what I was going for. Um, You know where to find us on social media. Slide into our DMs. Throw us some love. Um, Rate, 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 and review. Um, Tell a friend. Yeah, tell Tell a friend. Tell a friend about us. Tell an enemy. I don't even care. Tell somebody. (laughs) Tell somebody, unless they're like a serial killer murderer, and then tell them the fuck off. Um, Facts. But (laughs) But um, do it at a distance so they can't get you. Listen to this podcast, bitch! Like... (laughs) (laughs) Kidding! Especially um, Wyoming. Um, Yes. So hopefully... Specifically Because it'll be a little bit... Because we'll actually be taking a break. That's why we're giving you these two... Usually, like I said, when we do multi-parters, they're usually in the same week, but... um, by this time when you hear this, my nephew will have graduated, so that's why we wanted to take a Sunday off. Yes. So we wanted to celebrate him, and it's also, it would have Mother's also Day. been Mother's Day, so. Hey, um, happy Mother's Day, Nicole. Ah, <laughs> happy Mother's Day to you, <laughs> Hopefully your present will be here in time. Yeah. Yeah, I can't wait for you guys to hear yeah. all about that. Cause Jesus just, Christ, she wasn't supposed to give me anything, but it is what it is, so. Maybe you'll get it, maybe you'll get it. Gonna make her cry. Okay, beautiful humans. Um, until next time, Babylon. When was the last time you watched a Disney movie? No. When did you really watch one of their early movies? My name is Jen. 
I started re-watching every one of the Disney animated feature films recently, and watching them with a modern eye made me say, oof, right in the childhood. Join me every Monday to learn the history behind each of these movies. And then, after I talk about the history and trivia for that movie, I'll summarize and react to my experience watching it as a modern feminist. Every week, you'll learn something, you'll laugh a little, and you'll realize that your Disney steep childhood was rife with hidden sexism, racism, classism, ableism, and more. It really will make you say, oof, right in the childhood. <laughs>